welcome to the Just Me podcast produced in association with the Armory. I am one of your co-hosts, Dustin Diodato. I'm the other one, Andy Fitch. And unfortunately, Jamie could not join us tonight. She wasn't feeling well, but she'll be back. Don't worry. She'll be fine. Modern medicine has come a long way. It has. Yeah. No, if this were Civil War time, we'd basically be like, Jamie's no longer a host. I mean, we'd try and amputate something <laughs> first, but... <laughs> yeah, maybe. You know. Um, anyway, um, welcome. Uh, and uh, as, as is the huge, uh, we have a guest with us, uh, Justin McElwee. Hello, everyone. Uh, Justin is a, is a improviser at the tank where we all perform. Mm-hmm. Um, just an overall funny guy. Oh, well, thank you. It's uh, good to see you both. Uh, pity about Jamie. And, uh, yeah. you know, I hope, that she's, I hope that she recuperates and this helps her. Yes, I think it will. Yeah. Um, uh, one thing I want to warn everybody about before we get started is uh, if you're a frequent listener of our, this being our fourth podcast, um, shout then, out to you guys, <laughs> uh, then you will uh, know that we have a we've we've spoken about um, my uh, I guess once every four year um, <laughs> desire to eat circus peanuts. Um, Andy was nice enough to purchase said circus peanuts, um, so we have a bowl of them in front of us. Uh, that we will be eating throughout the... We, we may only eat one. <laughs> we may only get a bite into it. Because um, not only are they circus peanuts, but they're arguably not super fresh yeah. circus peanuts. <laughs> I mean, for the uninitiated, these are orange foam-like uh, peanut-shaped uh, candies that I didn't know this. Uh, apparently are banana flavored. Okay. What? Why? I, yeah, I did not know that. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, So that tells you something about their taste. Mm. Uh I also have not had one in at least three or four years, so this is going to yeah. be an experience. And you can't smell it because we haven't found that technology yet. But the peanuts have a very distinct chemical smell yeah. right now. They 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 do not <laughs> smell natural. Um, um, all right. Well, I'm. Um, why don't you? You're, you're uh, going straight into the peanut. Huh? Yeah. Why don't you, Why don't you great. tell us what your just Cheers. me? Certainly. <laughs> God Godspeed, gentlemen. Um, so I uh, b- uh, because <laughs> yeah yeah. Everything just like I remember. Yeah, your faces <laughs> look exactly like I thought that they would. Um, for those of you listening, um, uh, Andy looks to be in physical pain. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, Dustin has a mild look of disbelief on his face. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's a surprise to everyone <laughs> what they have put into their faces. I'm gonna eat more of these though. I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, it's bad, but I'm gonna keep going. Oh God! <laughs> All right, you guys so. are bold. Your, your thing. Oh, yeah. right. My thing. Yes, of course. Um, so I brought in a book. Um, I brought in a book called Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable. Um, for you guys, actually, the copy that I brought in for you listening at home, this is for the podcast. This is for the pod. Oh, um, so nice. you guys can flip through that at your leisure. And, oh, yeah. uh, I'm going to start by saying I'm already lost. How so? About what the intent of that book Fair enough. is. Of course. So um, it's a reference book. It's a reference book that is written with um, over a success. I mean, it's been the first edition came out in uh, roughly the 1870s um, was the first book that was put out. So it was put out as a collection of literary references, basically. So there was an entry for Hamlet or there's an entry for uh, geographic places that are named after the devil, like the devil's candlestick or the devil's hole or the devil's toe. These are all in the book. Okay. Um, uh, lineages of royalty, different successions of kings, um, all of this kind of extraneous information that was put together to be accessible to uh, laypersons who were not necessarily, um, who had not gone to university because this guy was British, mm-hmm. or who had not gone to college and didn't, ha- didn't study the Western canon. 
Okay. Um, so it was meant to be kind of an accessible, popular read um, that was put together by audience submissions. So this guy, um, Brewer, in, in the title refers to the guy who wrote it, which was E. Cobham Brewer, Ebenezer. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Dr. Ebenezer Cobham Brewer. Uh, yeah. which is a much more grandiose name. It, it, he sounds like a blast. He's, uh, he's <laughs> apparently, in by all reports, he was a very even-tempered, very nice gentleman, um, You know, very good grandfather, had a lot of fun with his kids, and was very jokey. Um, but he started to try and catalog, basically, all of the idioms within the English language. Okay. Was the attempt. So, um, on on one of my previous teams at the, at the tank, mm-hmm. uh, I had a, a teammate uh, uh, by the name of Matt, whose last name I will not try and butcher. Because uh, it's very complicated, you know. One of those like Eastern European, lots yeah. of consonants. Yeah, um, I apologize to mm-hmm. you. Do you now? Uh, I'm sure you guys probably know him. Yeah, uh, and neither of you know how to say his name either. Nope. I'm thinking. S- <laughs> yeah, yep, <laughs> so, that's the one. <laughs> um, uh, he uh, works works or works for a website called Know Your Meme. Sure, and it takes all of those sort of things like. Is this essentially that, but yeah. for smart people? Um, well, not even necessarily for smart people. Um, but yeah, it's a catalog of of phrases and sayings and characters from the Bible, and um, yeah, it's it's kind of a, it's a precursor to to what we would consider to be a meme these days. Um, I would say, as it was written hundreds of years ago, um, and it's. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of literary f- references in it, a lot of word origins, but it's a little bit more fun than reading through like the OED, the Oxford English Dictionary, mm-hmm. um, where they do also do citations of where the, the you know these original words and phrases came from. Um, and it was actually it's actually interestingly um, put together in a similar fashion. So it was first put together by um, fans of a book that Brewer wrote, which was just a catalog of literary figures only. And that got such a good response that people started sending him in word origins or phrases like they say this in Lancashire, and they would send him something. And he started to compile those, and through correspondence, he got the first kind of batch of material that he'd used to put together the first book. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance to to thumb through it. Yes. And, um, what, did I, anything leap out at you? What leaped out at you? Well, I, I think the thing I was trying to figure is how I would use it ah. in the sense of, like, if we're a dictionary... I guess maybe similar to a dictionary. I don't yeah. know. But like in a dictionary, you're like, oh, I like, what does this word mean? I guess in in my mind, it seemed like that book would go the other way. That like if you were looking for a phrase for something. Mm-hmm. But I guess maybe not. Maybe this just explains to you a phrase. Yeah, or, it's kind of a browsing. It's a browsing reference book. So it, it okay. you can use it to look up. I mean, the hit rate on it is pretty low if you're looking for something <laughs> specific that you'll find it. Because uh-huh. it's not a dictionary, per se. It's more of a yeah. collection. Um, but the reason w- how I use it and how I've used it, and, and I've been a fan of, of the Brewer's books. Um, the first one I came across was when I worked at a bookstore in college. So now 25 years ago at this point. Um, th- I use it for prompts for writing. I use it for prompts to... Um, think about you know joke structure and things like that. Um, For example, um, so because they have the idea that the idea that there's a list of of geographic places that are named after the body parts of the devil is inherently funny. Um, so being able to just flip through and see what kind of inspires you to think along different lines if you're writing a particular story, if you're working on a character monologue or something like that, that's typically what I use it for. Okay. Um, and I also have you know as you guys I'm sure know um, through my 
somewhat obtuse stage work um, that <laughs> I do really enjoy. I enjoy trivia. I enjoy facts. I enjoy you know obscure re- or not even obscure references, but I enjoy I, I play a reference heavy game when I'm on stage yeah. quite frequently. Um, and this feeds into that directly because this is something that I will read, you know, for fun. And th- and that's really the hallmark of the book as a whole is that it's a fun read, even if there's just kind of extraneous information that's in there. What, what would you say is like your favorite phrase that you, or well, I, what was your favorite thing that you discovered? Um, the origin of the word boffin. Um, which I is, don't even know what, but well, there you go. Yeah. You came to the right place. <laughs> um, uh, B-O-F-F-I-N. So boffin is a term that they used in the RAF and the Royal Air Force during World War II. It was the guys in the back. It was the slide rule guys who planned the bomber trajectories. So okay. they were the they were the math guys. Um, and a boffin is a derivation of a, of a word like elf or imp, but it meant the smart guys. And okay. so reading through it, I was like, oh, and it was I knew what the term boffin meant, but knowing that that was the origin of it made it that much more real for me as a concept and made it much more at home with the way of thinking that it was like these guys in their anoraks and they're planning out these bomber trajectories and all of this other stuff, but they're just like the guys in the back. They're the slide rule guys okay. um, that I find pleasing. Most of it's really just that I find it pleasing, quite honestly. Do you know, uh, I mean, obviously it would be different now, but when he was first compiling these in the first couple of years that this became a regular thing, how, how did he, you know, differentiate fact from fiction? Well, that was the thing he really didn't, which was unique at the time. It was not meant to be, it's not meant to be an, I mean, well, I guess there are facts in that they would have like geography and history and all these other things. But then you would also have, um, you know, the character of King Lear would be laid in directly after a lineage of a bunch of other kings. Um, So it kind of interestingly kind of melded those two things together where it was factual information or at root it's all factual information, but it was about things that weren't necessarily real. So in theory, if I was alive in that time and I was like, I want to invent a thing and I could just say, I could write him a letter and say like, oh, there's this place in England called Merlin's Crotch Mm -hmm. and it's a real place. Um, Does that mean like he would put it in the book and people would be like, oh, I guess Merlin's crotch is a real Mm -hmm. place? I mean, it is a pretty credulous audience, but I do think he did do some (laughs) fact-checking. I I mean, you know, uh, knowing that there were things in there, I'm sure, that were, you know, probably not attributed properly or researched as thoroughly. I mean, I'm just saying, I I just looked. Merlin's crotch is not in the book. It's not in there. Okay. That's, well, I mean, but I think you said that they do new ones. Pretty frequently, right? Yes, they do. This is the, I think the ones that you got, this is like the 19th edition, I believe. Um, and I also actually collect these. So the oldest one mm. that I have came out in, oh boy, 1893 was the copy that I have. So I think I have a copy of the third or fourth edition. Wow. Um, that I just wanted to have it. It's all beat up, but. That seems awesome. That's like one of those, yeah. like, Books that like you can't really open that much, right? It'll yeah, it's it, it feels like an old Bible. It's the same kind of thin paper. It's the same kind of. It's not the best binding work in the world, although it is leather bound. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I I don't know if you listened to the the first podcast, but uh, yes, I'm pretty sure I invented a a a verb. Oh yes, uh, beckering. <laughs> yeah, to becker. Yes. Is this what, yeah. as I understand it, you attack a car? Uh, only in retaliation. Uh, of course. <laughs> uh, sure. So really, it's just self-defense. I'm just, yeah. as somebody who knows this book well, mm-hmm. what do you think my chances are of getting 
Becker, the verb to Becker into this? Well, I, I would dare say that you can establish a use case. You can establish an origin okay. <laughs> from the show, yeah. obviously. Um, and that it references, does it reference something in the title sequence specifically? Yes. Or, yes. Yeah, well then, psh, you're in. But, I mean, the fact that, like, it has a, like, a user base of Andy... Like, does I mean, that make well, it less we, had, we might be up to like eight or nine yeah. people by now. And also, all of the podcast listeners. <laughs> I can only assume they're. That they've started using <laughs> it freely. Is, they've incorporated it into their vocabulary. Yeah. Sure, certainly. No, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And hey, also, you know, we it's have an evolving a, language. And we have a timestamp on this. We spoke about it on the podcast. Yeah, you have established a provenance. Three weeks ago. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, do you think he could legitimately write these guys? From a say? scholarship perspective, I would say absolutely. Do it. I'm. I will check back with you when I get a response. <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of checking back, uh, just for the audience at home, I'm about four circus peanuts in. You're housing them. Yeah. I don't feel better than when I started. I'll yeah. tell you that right now. <laughs> but you're you're smart enough to know that was going to be the case. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um. I may eat more, but um. I will regret it. Just, just so we're clear. Uh, is this number two for you? This is number four for me. Number four for you. Yeah. How are you feeling? I don't know. This one isn't that bad. The second one was like a real, it hit me real hard. <laughs> well, you look, as I'm sitting across from you, and I'm not partaking in the Circus Peanuts, I'm not much of a fan, but you look surprised every time you put it into your mouth, and this surprise has happened repeatedly now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. <laughs> what, that, what, is, what does that mean? If I'm expecting something different each time, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're messing with your brain. I think more than anything, I'm trying to like connect this to like what it... How to better describe this? Because th- uh, there's a surprising number of people that I know who have never even heard of these, mm-hmm. much less tasted them. And I don't. Know, the thing that I'm like, I keep coming back to now is like memory foam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you it's ate, got that kind of yeah. If you ate memory foam, that's what this would be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it has that uh, kind of chemical smell. Like, are, you, are you sure you don't? <laughs> I think I'm all right. No, I have this delightful cocktail that I've that I've come into, and uh, I'm I'm quite okay. Yeah, uh, if you're out there and um, and you want to be a guest, know that if uh, if my wife Joy Masters is home, she will make you a cocktail. Yes. So that may make the whole possibility uh, that may make the whole thing seem better. <laughs> you know. I mean, the, the circus peanuts do lend a festive atmosphere to the proceedings. Yeah, and I think that's safe to say. Yeah, not um, not to my. Not to my physical body. <laughs> I don't need a lot of neon food, so this is <laughs> no. a nice change of pace. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's get back to the book. <laughs> so, uh, you said you own how many of these? I have, I think I've got... You have every edition since 18? No, no, okay. no, no, no. Um, I have, um, I think I've got a dozen different editions, and also there was a time where they did a spinoff, so there's a Brewer's Dictionary of Cinema, there's a Brewer's oh. Dictionary of Ireland, um, Irish Phrase and Fable. Um, there's one about, um, I think, London specifically, Phrase and Fable. Um, so there is some specialization, but then in the actual full books, I think I have four or five editions, something like that. So you, when you say fable, is there any version of this where uh, those fables are expanded upon other than... Uh, th- for those of you who don't have the book in front of you right now, uh, <laughs> after each word that is listed in this book, there is a you know a paragraph or two describing uh, all of the things that uh, Justin had mentioned earlier. Is there anything where they would expand upon those? 
No, I mean this is this is the unabridged. This is as okay. unabridged, I should say, as it gets. Got it. Um, so it's more kind of a cursory reference to all of these different kind of phenomena that you then presumably you would take that to your library or to your bookshelf, sure, um, and go through and get your copy of you know. Do, do you King have Lear. Do you have a community? You, you know what I mean? Like like are there is there a are there brewer heads? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not that I am aware of. No. Oh, actually, I mean, I'm, there there are. This is this also functions as a. Um, it's what there was a friend of mine who was a, a screenwriter, and we were talking about writing one day, and he was telling me that there are. Uh, it's good to have a couple of books on your shelf. It's good to have a copy of Grimm's Fairy Tales. It's good to have a copy of Aesop's Fables. It's good to have like these very traditional, very well known story formats mm. to kind of look to, to kind of figure out what you want to do with it, which is like, you know, like Hero's Journey, all the Joseph Campbell stuff, like all that stuff. Yeah. Um, this is also also intended, you know, in modern parlance now, especially now that we have the internet, that, um, that this is m- meant to be used for that as well. It's meant to be an inspiration point for kind of enjoying esoteric knowledge, which is yeah. its own joy in itself, um, but also to um, to kind of spur ideas and as they go. So a lot of people okay. have it on their shelves. A lot of people use it um, for that purpose, but there's, if there is a convention, I wouldn't go, I don't think. Okay, yeah, because <laughs> the thing that jumps to mind is um, I went for, for work purposes um, mm-hmm. to a Klingon convention. Sure. Uh, a r- relatively small one. It was, you know, just a collection of Klingons, yeah, yeah, uh, but but I mean, it was like forty people. It wasn't you know like a like a you know hundreds and hundreds you know of people, right? Uh, and the thing that surprised me about it was, um, while there was a love of Star Trek and there was a love of Klingons, like the unifying thing was a love of languages. Mm-hmm. So like understanding how language like how language works and, you know, all the rules that went into it. And they had the guy who invented the language come and talk about it and all that. Um, So I was trying to figure out, like, is there an equivalent here? Because it feels like it's one of those, like, interests that are very specific, you know, like, and those sorts of people would be attracted to each other. Yeah. I mean, I think it lines up with people who, you know, uh, Scrabble fans, people who like crossword puzzles, like that kind of, that kind of word, play if you will okay. um and also word origins and i mean there mm. there are etymological societies um many yeah. um across the world um that i'm sure have an interest in and lex lexicographers too i mean that's you know those are all those are the people who would be interested in but, this but kind of work um but you're a lone wolf i am i'm not much of a joiner yeah okay. <laughs> before we get before we get too far do you speak klingon no no oh, no damn. i don't it's apparently it's not it's it's pretty straightforward as far as learning it. I mean it's a it's a one to one replacement and the grammar is simplified a lot. Uh, I'm seeing if Klingon is actually in here. It is. There you go. Uh, it, it it was a thing where like when I was there, I was like maybe I'll I'll you know maybe I'll take a take a look at this. And then like the minute I left, I was like oh oh no no, no, no that's no. that's really useless. That's useless in every way a thing could be yeah. useless. Yeah. I don't know, man. Maybe one day you're like. Stuck in an elevator with like one other person, and they only speak Klingon. And you gotta establish like a bathroom corner and <laughs> find out a way to get out of there. Maybe coordinate oh. somebody to you know lift them up, climb out of the top, go into the elevator shaft so you can escape. I'm just saying it could happen. It, it could if, happen. I'm willing to roll the dice. If the, if they, they were, were <laughs> if they weren't dressed as a Klingon, how 
How would that leap happen? That, that's, that, I would love that kind of reveal. <laughs> like there's, you're at a bar and there's a pretty girl across and she kind of makes eyes at you and you walk over. Or a guy, whatever. Yeah. Whoever you're into. Picture that person looking as, as normal as you can picture. You walk over to that person and you say, hey, uh, can I buy you a drink? And they're like, oh, can I buy you a <laughs> What do you do? <laughs> uh, generally, I walk away in yeah. that scenario. Uh, but not, you know, you're like, Gazunte. <laughs> do you need a? <laughs> well, I mean, in your in order for your scenario to happen, the bar uh, or the elevator, either really. Okay. Um, I mean, you really have a. Li- How long are you going to be in this elevator? You did rattle off very quickly, yeah. like five or six things that you would need to take care of if you were trapped in an elevator, in no short order, leading up to how do we climb out? Let's say you're in there for. I mean, well, if an elevator, if you're in an elevator and it stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I guess within like three minutes you're gonna speak if you haven't talked to the person in the elevator by now you're gonna start yes. talking to them and be like oh do you think it's yeah I'll, something's I'll, wrong I'll, sure. I'll give you a scenario that almost happened to me um, with that, or without a cling without a cling okay can you uh, tell us and make one of the characters cling <laughs> no because uh, I didn't get stuck in the elevator but I almost did okay um, I, <laughs> which is so you almost you just didn't get on an elevator or <laughs> no no um, I mean uh, technically I almost yeah, didn't get stuck every in an day, elevator yeah. <laughs> uh, no um. Uh, Joy and I went to a mall in, I want to say it was Syracuse. Um, and what we did not realize is that that mall had been all but abandoned. Um, really? Yeah. There were like maybe six stores still like open. Claire's, Pretzel Stand, <laughs> Pretty Sharp Ridge. Yeah. There, there, there was like a karate sure. kung fu place or whatever. Um, so we get there and like we were really only going because like we wanted to hit like a food court right. or some shit. So we got there and the security guards came up to us. And we're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> they said that to you guys. Yes. And we're like, oh, we, we just wanted to check out the mall. And we're hoping there's a food court. They're like, there hasn't been a food court here in, in 20 like years. years. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the reason I bring it up is because um, when we got there, we took the elevator down from the parking lot. Ah, okay. Um, there were no other cars in the parking lot. Like, <laughs> the snow was, like, piled up because it was during the winter. Like, there was no signs of life. Right. Um. When we went to take the elevator back up, uh, it was broken. So, but nobody else had come. So the elevator had broken between the time that we had taken it down oh, I see. to the time we were going to take it back up. Hmm. So if we had been stuck in that elevator, no one would have found. No ever. one would have ever yeah. come looking for us. So in that, then you would have joined the ghost <laughs> guards. <Yeah. laughs> yes. Um, so yes, if there were a Klingon in that elevator then, yes, I would have had to deal with that situation. But that assumes that a person has um, been raised in a Klingon household. There's got to be Only. kids right now. Only. And speak Klingon? Absolutely. Yeah. But like, not just at home. But exclusively? No. Yeah. Well, I'd imagine there's some like Montessori school out there that the some, some parent like lobbied for it, and it's a, they can learn like German, Italian, French, learn Klingon. Spanish, Klingon. Well, I'm not saying that a kid couldn't learn Klingon. I'm saying their only language being Klingon would imply that, like, you know, that they're that they're in Syracuse, New York, in my example. So, um, but never having learned English or or any other language but Klingon. Can I throw out another scenario? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. By you get stuck means. in an elevator with someone who only speaks Klingon. Right. Uh huh. Okay. I'm with you. You just so happen to have gone grocery shopping. Because you think uh, 
the apocalypse is about to happen. So you yeah. have a ton of food, enough of food to last you years. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but if if it's the apocalypse, then is everything's in cans? Did I buy a can opener? You have a pen knife. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. You're good. So, yeah. so are you asking? Do we fall in love? Because yes. <laughs> Perhaps you assume that you have survived <laughs> said apocalypse in this elevator. Yeah. And you decide this Klingon speaker and mm-hmm. I must repopulate the earth. Naturally, yes. You have a child. Do you teach it Klingon? Because if that was me, <laughs> I, I just looked so around. You couldn't see me, but <laughs> I, I like left my body for a second and saw myself in earnest say, if that was me, <laughs> I would teach. I would, teach I, would I would want our kid to learn Klingon because I would... I would say, hey, teach my kid Klingon, and then I would learn with my child. Yes. It would be a great bonding experience. And, of course, this is assuming we have enough food to last us. Right. Till the child is at least, like, two. Yeah, sure. Right. In the elevator. In the elevator. And no one has found us. Because <laughs> we're probably at a mall in At the ghost mall. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that would... I, I don't know. I'd have to figure out how passionate my, my wife was about the Klingon language and, and why. You know, I I don't want to steal from her culture, but if she's just doing cultural appropriation, then I don't know that I support that. Aren't yeah, that's all Klingon speakers appropriating. I mean, it is a synthetic language, <laughs> right? And they are fictional characters, so I guess in a way, well, no, I mean, technically, not to get into the a, a potential landmine of conversation topics, but cultural appropriation only to the end that you're profiting from it in some fashion, and no Klingon speaker is doing that. No, that's true. Not to be dismissive yeah. of the language, which I'm sure has its own charms. But. Well, can I throw out another situation? Absolutely. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> as long as they're all elevator-based, <laughs> then yes. Oh, uh, we have veered off topic. <laughs> we've hard. Est- we, I think we've established our laboratory at uh, this point. <laughs> so back to Brewer. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, now, is there anything in here that you uh, have found and you have tried to work it into a show or a joke or writing or conversation, and you just could not... Something that you've always wanted to work into that, but you have not been able to. Yes. Um, So there is a... There's this idea... um, Well, so a lot of it, for me, becomes from the word choices anyway, which, as you both know, I I tend to be a little bit verbose when I'm on stage, and I I have purposely kind of... a varied manner of speech when I'm on stage. Um, But the concept that I really... um, the, the idea of being at sixes and sevens is one that I've always that's always been in my head because what it means is that you don't know basically that you don't know whether to go left or right like you're kind of caught in the middle in this paralysis okay and it comes from um, uh, um, bowling like ten pin bowling when you don't know in the particular kind of scoring if you if it's going to be scored one way or if it's going to be scored another okay that feeling it that feeling is very common for me when I'm on stage, to have my character will feel that way. Mm. And the phrase, to my mind, encapsulates it perfectly. But no one knows what I'm talking about. And so you lose so much ground. And so generally, though, it's always in the back of my head because it's really become a way that I think over the years Mm. of of exposing myself to as much of these different things as possible, that it's informed the way that that, that I now think and express myself, that... I purposely kind of tamp that down as much as I can because I do run the risk of losing the room immediately because they won't know what I'm talking about. And it's something that we've encountered too where we'll mm-hmm. throw something out and nobody yeah. knows what you're talking about. It's like, yeah. uh, it's, it's like a, it's a monster. Fuck. It, it, it's, not, yeah. it's not anybody's <laughs> fault. It's just the fact that you've, yeah. we've lost ground, you yeah. know, as opposed to establishing this reality. Yeah. Uh, I think my version of that, um, and it's not from anything smart like your thing, 
Guys, um, it's just a book. Yeah, no, <laughs> but it's, you know, but but you had to read to get it. That uh, is true. That is true. Uh, is five by five, um, which I'm curious if. No, I, no, I, I what does five by five mean? Uh, it means everything's great. Um, oh. oh, so everything's square. Is yeah, that like uh, no, I, that's what I thought. Right, but I, I looked up the origin of it in that similar fashion. You looked it up in this book. No. It's not, not in there. I don't know. I didn't oh, look it up in that book. I will do that now. Get it, man. Um, it, it was a phrase that I originally heard on Buffy the Vampire Slayer of all places. Okay. And then I heard it randomly somewhere else, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's a real thing. Five by five. Uh, and it was um, measuring, um, I think it was like radio signal quality mm-hmm. or something like that. Okay. And like five being the best possible, um, like best possible strength and best possible reception or sure. something like yeah. that. Uh, so... If somebody's like, hey, how you doing? You could say like five by five, five, by five. and that would mean that you were doing great, yeah. which is an expression that I love, but nobody never knows. say because right. nobody would know. Sure. Like You would have to be like, oh, that's a thing that Faith would say on Buffy the Vampire Slayer when right. she meant things were good, but like the odds of anybody putting those things together are, are real small. That's got to be wavelength and frequency. That must be yeah, like five yeah, by so, five would be yeah. wavelength and frequency. Yeah. It's not in here. Yeah, there you go. Send right. it in. We'll look it up. Send Folks, uh, or, or watch, <laughs> watch season four of yeah. <laughs> The Vampire Slayer. I was talking about this earlier. Sorry, this is a quick tangent. But the name Buffy is bonkers to me. Why? If, if, you, if Buffy the Vampire Slayer didn't exist, and someone's like, this is my daughter Buffy, you wouldn't be like, who? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's universally been like a, like a, a rich girl's... Name like really? have you have you, yeah. have you yeah have you not heard Buffy prior to Buffy the Vampire Slayer? like Buffy and Tippy and all of these yeah. other kind of diminutive titles that was a very waspy thing was yeah. to have those kinds of names you you only hear it in terms of like I'm having a party a sweet sixteen that's you know Sting is at or some shit mm-hmm. like the wrestler or the musician both that's a party I want to yeah. be <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're stuck in an elevator <laughs> yeah. right Sting uh, is only singing in Klingon <laughs> only singing in Klingon yeah. um. If I had to pick in that scenario, oh by God. the way, I would pick Sting the Wrestler <laughs> over Sting, Sting the Singer. I want nothing more than to hear Roxanne and Klingon right now. <laughs> I am certain it's gotta be out that there. that exists. I am yeah. certain that that exists. Um, Although, oh, apparently, the Klingons have, but there's no, uh, there's no word for love. Really? In Klingon, I don't believe. Yeah. I, I'm not. Although, he could have made one. Like it's <laughs> I mean, that's true. Yeah. Uh, that, that was the weirdest part about the <laughs> Klingon convention was like the guy who made the language just kind of had like a yeah so uh I got paid to do this yeah and uh you guys are taking it taking it real serious hey, I mean <laughs> like, man hey listen he's got to get some work done why yeah. not like he was being respectful you know what I mean like he wasn't speaking yeah. down to them but like he was you know yeah. like well, yeah if that's your particular area of expertise it's not a given that you would be a Star Trek fan you know if you were an Ac- right, academic semiotician who's right. working on something. <laughs> it, Although possibly, you know. Yeah, it, it. But it very much had like this was three weeks of my life. Right. At some point. Right. Um, and then I moved on, and then you all, like, yeah. you all You're really all into did it. it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway. Well, there aren't a lot of synthetic languages that have really come along though that have been that that have yeah that have really flow yeah flowered yeah. in that fashion. Uh. So so you find that like, um, you. You don't get an opportunity to use them as much as you would like. No, and and but there are things that even in in improv scenes that do pop into your head. It's you know through that catalog of all of those kind mm. of things that you absorb over time. Um, like I mean, uh, the very the whole um, 
pyrocrete thing that we were talking about on Friday, that's real. That's a mm. guy who had this idea to put wood chips into ice and it becomes bulletproof and it lowers its or raises its melting temperature. Um, that's a thing. That's a real yeah. thing. And they did make a battleship out of it. But it just came in out of nowhere because they were talking about an ice sculpture and you're like, oh, okay. Well, let's put sawdust on it. I was like, what are we doing? Oh, I'm making pie grate. Wait. Yeah. Well, now I have to explain <laughs> what <Yeah>. this is. <laughs> which, or which, not. You did, which you did, <laughs> which you did seem like yeah. pretty seamlessly. Oh, yeah. I, 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 I don't mind if the cracks show in that fashion because I do yeah. get so excited <laughs> in those moments where someone will say something with a, with a factual base to it mm. and it's like oh, that's a thing because it's real and that means what we're doing is real because we're in a place where that's real and true yeah. you know and and so i like operating from that space anyway cool but that's just me uh do we want to get into our lightning round that's okay that's up to our guest. oh is yeah, it my call uh, yeah. then i'm gonna say yes right. okay yes please uh our lightning round is um generally uh what's your sort of What's your just me movie? What's mm-hmm. your just me food? Just me song? And then usually one of us will come up with a just me something else. Okay, fair enough. Uh, so uh, let's start out with uh, music. Music? Your, yeah, like your, a song or a musician. That yeah. Um, I am a I am a tremendous Erasure fan. Are you guys familiar with Erasure? I'm not. Um, uh. They are an eighty. I mean, they're still around. They're still touring. Um, they are a, a duo, a synth pop duo uh, who started oh, yeah. in the eighties. Um, connection. Uh, no, no, no. Think, they no. did "Love to Hate You." They did um, "Siren Song." They did. They're fantastic. They're wonderful. Um, what kind of music? Uh, synth pop. So okay. They're very, okay. very moody, romantic. Hmm. They're great. What, what's your general music? Um, I'm basically seventy-seven to ninety indie stuff. I mm. but all but like I like punk, but I don't like hardcore. You know, okay. I like yeah. you know I like industrial music a little bit but not you know i'm pretty middle of the road in that respect but on the like on this just to the off off of the mainstream scale mm. of of the things that everybody liked in basically i like everything that you liked in sixth, sixth grade i still like okay yeah, but, yeah. do you have a, do you have like a guilty pleasure in that um in army of lovers um a song crucified by army of lovers everyone okay. will have to look that up when they get a chance yeah definitely you oh. are in for a treat okay <laughs> And uh, oh, uh, "Toy Soldier" by Martika, of course, is also a wonderful, yeah, uh, banger of a song. Yeah, do you not know that one? I I know none of these. You oh you boy. know "Toy Soldier." You think so? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I yeah. I'm Fitch, by I can't name. wait. I can't wait for you to hear these for the first time. <laughs> Report back to me and let me know. I will do that. Your thoughts yeah. on the on the relative creative <laughs> merit of these types of music? <laughs> okay. Um, uh, movie. Movie. Um, Nine Queens. That is my movie. Um, it is an Argentinian movie, an Argent, uh, Argentinian movie mm-hmm. that came out in 2000 or 2001. They remade it here um, stateside. I believe it was Confidence was the name that they made in the U.S. Don't bother with that. It's garbage. Um, but Nine Queens is an excellent, excellent um, kind of a heist film. Um, it is a hoot. I definitely recommend checking that out. What about, it, a, what about a food? Um... I'm not really very picky when it comes to food. Um, but is there something that you... Like you, circus peanuts. Because you like so many things, is there something you like that most people would... I can do, I, not so much. Yeah, circus peanuts, because they are vile. But <laughs> um, I will say um, that I, I... And this is not... This is empirical. This is not me saying it. Um, I do make probably the best cheesecake that you've ever had in your life. Okay. I... I wish you had brought some. I now that I think about it, I wish I had as well. I I would like to, if I may. I mean, I'll pay for it. I'd yeah. like to try some of this cheesecake because Absolutely. I'm 
that is something I'm very picky about. I generally do not like it, but every so often I have a piece. Really? That, yeah. Okay. And that's the response I get all the time. Sure. It's just not something that I enjoy. Love cheese, love cake. Sure. Cheesecake, Absolutely. not a big fan. But every once in a while I've had one that I'm like, this is phenomenal. All right. Yeah. There, um, there's a steak place in the city called Del Frisco's. Mm-hmm. Uh, makes great steaks, but like two-thirds of the reason that I go there ever, my wife and I go there for our anniversary every year, uh, is the cheesecake. They make just an amazing cheesecake. Uh, and it's bigger than is healthy. <laughs> so, like... Well, I mean, inherently, it's not healthy, right? Well, I mean, there's yeah. that, yeah. Yeah, but, like, when you get but to the... the portion l- size is a little bit, too. Yeah, okay. yeah. So, by the time you get to the last, like, 20%, you're like, oh, I don't feel good, but I really like this, so I'm going <laughs> to eat it. <laughs> yes. Is this, like, chocolate, peanut butter, like, fruit? What What's the... Um, no, it's just like generic cheesecake, but it's got caramel, mm-hmm. okay. like and like peanut chips or yeah. whatever on the side. You, you've had it? Uh, no, but I I, you, I I do a drizzle every now and again. I'll do yeah. a drizzle on top. You, huh? you, you should, yeah. but I, I do I do definitely do want to eat that cheesecake. All right, I will I will hook you guys up. Uh, and then what I think we should do is um, we should touch one of the circus peanuts to the cheesecake and see if the universe ends. Oh, well, that's entirely possible. Yeah. <laughs> If we don't die before then, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> from some prolonged, <laughs> some circus peanut related malady that has taken yeah. you both, that will take years for you to figure out. There's some kind of weird self loathing thing going on here <laughs> when every time we take a bite. Uh, if I may, you're a very well dressed man. Oh, thank you. Uh, is there a, a article of clothing that you feel like is particularly you? Emblematic? Yes. Um, probably. <laughs> Oh boy, <laughs> it's it's weird to think about it in that way. But um, is, is this something we ever see? Uh, no, yeah, you <laughs> or something see, you wear on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, it's a, it's a it's a very specific garment. Secret I'm, clothing I'm just at, for me. Not at liberty to discuss. Um, I, I mean, I think the I mean the simple answer is the blazer. But I think at the root of it, I think everything that I think is the ascots. I think that that's a just so dumb, and I just enjoy it so much. <laughs> it's such a silly garment. It, it's it's one of those things where like. I don't care how much I would like it. I know I couldn't pull it off. You it's, know what I mean? Like, it's surprisingly practical. How? I, how is it practical? This is it's like a scarf, right? It is. It basically, it's like a scarf. But also, because I have a very large Adam's apple for my frame in particular, so I never button the top buttons on any of my shirts. Boom. Fitch has a button. For a long time, I was very insecure about it. Like, it, it, there were times where it... It in photographs, it looked like my Adam's apple was casting a shadow yeah. over the rest of my body. <laughs> oh no, I, yeah, I get the same thing. Yeah. So anyway, you have a large yeah. Adam's yes, apple. Yes, I have a large Adam's apple as well. So I so I have a fifteen and a half neck, but the problem with that is that I don't have a fifteen and a half body. I've got a, I have a very yeah. small frame. So the good thing about ascots is that it, it lets you keep the top part of your jacket or your shirt open. Okay, um, and without it, looking like a slob. Your, basically, exactly yeah. right. Or also not two like two buttons. That's I'm not a two button guy. That's got it one max. That's it. Um, oh, you mean like like two buttons down? Yeah. If you're yeah. if you're not at home, you know, you yeah. can do whatever you want. But I mean, if you're out in front of people, like one button, that's all you get, gentlemen. Um, whole lot of rules. That's a whole another podcast. <laughs> you got to pay for more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I would say that probably. Um, and you know, tweed. I like tweed a lot. Hmm. I, I like suits with a lot of texture to them. Uh, I think wh- you could, for the record, I think you could pull it off. Yeah. I, you have like, I think you could pull it off. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Yeah, but I then mean, again, I I'm also pro- I might not be the best judge of that. I think I have a decent like hold on what would look good on other people, but on myself, no. Okay. There, I often see things and I'm like, that looks awesome, and then I try it out and I'm like, this looks like crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I um, I have a problem with the way you dress. Only oh, boy, 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 boy. here we go. Okay, no, only in the sense that like I am always the person who like overdresses for every occasion. Sure. Like I, you know, like everybody else is wearing jeans and I'm wearing like dress pants, right. and stuff like that. Right. Um, and that like up until meeting you. <laughs> That was kind of my thing. Sure. No, you totally. Know? Uh, and then you wore jackets to everything. Yes. And, and ties and like, and like. And you had I, a yeah. identity crisis? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You were the, you were the well-dressed I, Yeah, I was the guy. I was the guy who dressed yes. up. Um, and then not only did, um, not only do you dress up more than me, but like, <laughs> you know how to do it. You know what I mean? You like, have, listen. Let it out. Dustin. You have impeccable <laughs> style. You have well, a you. great look. You know what you're doing. You know where your stuff is. You're just not dressing like an eccentric millionaire. That's and then once you get there, which, joking aside, it's half of it is costume. Like, the reason I go mm. overboard with it is because I like the feeling that it gets. Yeah. Right? Um, and it's been... it's. That that's something that I get a lot of in, enjoyment after. But I think personally, I think everybody should. I like it when everyone dresses for a show. Yes, I, I like I, that. That that was like we are. We didn't mention earlier, but we are on a team together. Oh yes, right uh, so. called Parliament, uh, and that was one of the things I got super excited at the start of the season when we we're like, oh, we should all like dress up a little bit, right. like nicer than the audience generally. Uh, and everyone's like, "Yeah, that's great." And I was like, "Finally, I've been trying to like, I've been trying to get teams to do that. Yeah. Finally, um, yeah, because I do feel as though like you should, like, you should stick out from sure. the audience yeah. in some way. You should, you know, there should be a pride to the fact that I am, like, I am a professional. Right. I am, you know, whatever. Uh, and I think also like if you're in a T-shirt that says like who farted, mm-hmm. like that's, I mean, uh, basically you've already capped your own performance, right? At yeah, that, point. Uh, that you're making a. You can only be so much. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I, I yeah, I think that I'm funnier. I feel funnier in a suit jacket, just from the physical aspect of it. Um, I I would not, except not me. Except it's room. real hot. Teach the room. That's the only. Yeah, I sweat so much anyway. <laughs> like anyway, so it doesn't really matter because it's always just like. <laughs> See, I like I love dressing up, but I I think for it's in my own head when I'm dressed up more than I normally would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it's like I'm putting this like subtle pressure on myself. Like it's more important than a show in a basement that six people are seeing. Yes. Like I I don't know what it is like mentally that like ticks and makes but it see, different. No, but I would say for that exact reason, that's, that's why I would wear a jacket. Oh, yeah. See, it just throws me off. Yeah. But I mean, there are things I adhere to constantly. Like I will never wear a tie with a short sleeve shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd, oh no, I'm with you on that. Uh, yeah. I don't like. I never, if possible, I never. Uh, perform with shorts on. Sure, it just feels. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, uh, unprofessional. Like <laughs> there, I have things like that I adhere to, but yeah, <laughs> I uh, I generally will not wear a tie if I haven't shaved. Hmm. I no reason. That's not a rule. <laughs> that is not a rule. It's okay. just a rule that I set up for myself that if I haven't shaved, I won't wear a tie. Um, this is not related, but I just wanted to point it out because I I never thought about this before. But somebody had asked the question of like, do you um, when you're when you're getting dressed, do you go uh, sock, shoe, sock, shoe? What? Um, no, or do no, you go sock, psycho. sock, shoe, shoe? What are you talking about? No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, no, or I, do no. you put your shoes on first and yeah. then your socks? <laughs> yeah. And I, like, 
like everybody universally agreed, like what monster goes like sock shoe? Yeah, like, no, yeah, no, I, and that's like it shouldn't be a rule, but it's a fucking rule. Like yeah. you go to jail if you go sock shoe, yeah, sock shoe. That's weird. I I don't think I've ever heard of anybody doing that. Right, nobody does. Like. I don't know why the question came up in the first place because that would assume that anyone's ever done that. And I realized, for me, it's partially because I, I always live in a constant fear of, like, the fire alarm is going to go off. Sure. Or something's going to happen, you know? So, like, what if I need to run out and then I'm just, like, one shoe, one sock shoe guy? Yeah, in a way, that's you know? actually going to make it more difficult. You'd right. be better served by running out. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever, <laughs> as long as it's matching, right? Then you're going to be in a good spot. Yeah, even when yeah. I shave, I'm very conscious of like, I'm going to shave somewhat symmetrically. So, oh wow, in case the battery goes out. <laughs> yeah, your... oh sure. Yeah, okay. in case or, like or the fire alarm, right? Yeah, exactly. the fire alarm, right? You got to be careful well, I mean, that like you there know. are certain things like people prioritize. Like you might be the type of guy. I don't know how. Have you been in a situation where the fire alarm's going off often? No. You might be the type of guy, like, you might be surprised the fire alarm goes off and you decide to finish shaving. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, that's possible. In case uh, you run into a handsome fireman. But you never know when... How handsome your fireman's going to no, well, be. Yeah. <laughs> no, you never know when zombie apocalypse is going to come. You know? You yeah. never know when, like, the day after tomorrow thing or whatever, like... All the more reason to learn Klingon. Yeah. That's <laughs> true. That's fair. Um, one last one. Um, who is your celebrity, like person that you're attracted to that like you think you might be the only one Ooh, gosh um and it can't be like alf it has to be like a, oh sure a person but like, okay like alf, alf's dad yeah <laughs> <Right. laughs> or the, the he like, had his charms um, his <laughs> uh gosh who oh man oh that's hard i because i generally don't think about celebrities very often um i, I mean it could be anybody but it just it'd be harder if it were just like, oh, Janice from my yeah. work, because no, then we yeah. would not no, 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 that's a, that's a, yeah, no, 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 and, and although she's very nice, but uh, not who I'm thinking of. Um, <laughs> oh, you nice. know what? <laughs> it has to be Susanna Hoffs. Susanna Hoffs, who is the lead singer of the Bengals. Okay. In 1988. Yes. Because that's between 1977 and 1990. Correct. <laughs> it falls within the threshold. Yeah. Yes. I had been, I've, I've been to a decent number of concerts mm-hmm. in my life. Uh, but uh, she, uh, for a brief period of time, I think I mentioned this before on the podcast. I uh, was I, uh, I worked on the RuPaul show. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, the talk show. Yeah, the right? one. Yeah, the one at VH1 in like uh, the nineties. Oh, okay, far yeah. before Drag Race. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and um, she performed on that show, uh, singing uh, "Eternal Flame." Oh, awesome! Uh, and that was like one of the few times where I was like. <laughs> she's right here and she's singing a song. She's singing a turtle flame. This is crazy. <laughs> and it was just basically like any other concert type yeah. thing, but it like I was just my mind was fucking blown. I'm sure that she has that effect on everyone. Yeah. Uh, although, yeah, I don't think she's a just you. Uh, I think you know that's true. She was like with them with them big old eyes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Milton Hart. Yeah. Wherever she went. Yeah. Even this guy. <laughs> this guy right here. Thumb pointing at me. That's it. <laughs> it's a heart of ice and sawdust. <laughs> it's, a, it's a heart of pie creek. Um, all right. Um, this is the time in the show where I think we're going to promote a bunch of the shows that we have coming up. Uh, I'll go first because okay. no one else was speaking. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I am 
I have the great pleasure to be a part of the Armory Sketch team, and we have our season finale coming up uh, Wednesday, June 13th at 9.30 p.m. at the Tank, which is on 36th Street here in New York City. Uh, please come out, because it is going to be a riot. Yeah. Uh, I'm the Not the type where things get burned and looted, but like a real great time. Uh, and the theme is music. Yes, it is. It'll, be, uh, it'll also be a, a rockin' good time. That's right. Uh, a rocking riot. The good yeah. kind. Yeah. Uh, and you can see both Justin and I. Correct. Uh, this upcoming Friday. Are you in the show this Friday as well? I'm not, but I'll be there. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, this coming Friday, the uh, 8th, I believe it is. Yes, quite so. Uh, uh, at 9.30. Uh, and then if you want to go back to the uh, the tank the next night, you can see Shot for Shot Legally Blonde at 9.30. Oh, I'll be in that. Um, I'm doing oh. that. That's a show I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, who are you in that? I'll be playing Bruiser, the dog, and reading the stage directions. All right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I will push this very hard. Uh, on <laughs> June 10th at 9.30 at the pit, I will be doing my one-man show, Peripheral Vision Quest, uh, that I think if it's at all possible for you to come out to, please do. It's in the big theater, um, which means uh, audience feels that much better. And it's very personal and hopefully very funny story about how I uh, found out about losing my sight and all the trials and tribulations around that. The big theater at the pit. Strike, the pit, yeah. Striker yeah. stage. Yeah, right. Striker stage, 930, um, Sunday, June 10th. Please come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Justin, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Is there anything else you want to promote? Is there any... No, nope, that's it. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, a pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye. <laughs>